0: kissing babies and hugging fat girls
1: She's alive! She's alive, Undertaker! you are a sniveling
2: little suck up sellout full of suffering succotash son
0: it's me austin awesome.
1: I right, too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie?
0: <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host this week, Robert Karpulis, Uh, joined, as always, by Mike Lawrence, Dan St. Germain, Scott Chaplin, and our producer, Zach. Uh, we will start by checking an update on Patient Zero, Mike Lawrence, uh, who <laughs> tested positive for COVID last week. Mike, how are you feeling?
3: I'm okay, man. Yeah, I ended up doing the show last week with COVID, um which wasn't terrible and then i did the, the michael cole roast with covid which would have been bad under any circumstances but being like really sick and having already recorded for like an hour and a half was uh was really hard uh and i shouldn't have done it uh but i nope. did it and it's available um and and i can't go see dr strange uh, over the next few days and it fucking sucks so if you want to spoil it for me to get revenge on all the times I spoiled Rampage for you, all all, all the times I, I told you that that uh, Jay Lethal beats Take a Shitta, then you know this is your this is your revenge.
2: All right. And sitting in a parked car in Manhattan waiting to get arrested for loitering, it's Dan Saint Germain. How are you?
4: Front of dude, a, dude, The uh, cops are about to show up and he's going to be like, you found me, like son of Sam, you know, <laughs> you got me. Dan,
3: Dan is somehow parked in front of all of the elementary schools.
0: <laughs> well, I was I, I was parked in what I, what I thought was an elementary school, but now there's like high school girls coming out. Um, but it's right across the street from the stand. I'm not just I didn't just find a high school to park in front of.
1: <laughs> I will be. All right. Uh, all right, Lawler.
0: Bivens and Randy Orton's brother tonight. So that's kind of crazy. Even though, well, this is this is coming on Friday, so this is a day late.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't matter, Dan. It's sold out because you're a big fucking star and people are excited to see you.
0: <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. Huge deal.
2: And Scotty, let's just, let us just
3: say that Dan is loyal because last week Dan was uh, going to do a show a week from uh, last week for a WWE superstar. And now he isn't but he's still doing the show.
0: That's yes, right. <laughs> right. Um, I think that guy is going to be a, okay, whatever he decides to do, but yeah, it's yeah. fired him. Cause you're doing his show. <laughs> well, he, uh, he was one of the few ones who left, I think. Right. He was like, he didn't want to sign a new contract.
2: Correct. Cause they weren't letting him off NXT. Uh, he, he wanted to get out of the performance center where he spent three years doing nothing but lifting weights and pretending to care about the diamond mine. Uh, And there's no harder job than getting someone excited about Roderick Strong. Uh, Scotty, how are you?
4: Oh, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm chilling. Nice weather here. Lots of shows lately. Things are good, man. Uh, COVID's over if you don't pay attention to anything, you
2: know.
3: (laughs) It's good. (laughs) If you don't pay attention to your own body.
2: (laughs) Or or your co-host. But uh, speaking of near death, today we're roasting Mae Young. (laughs) So uh, because it's May and we're roasting May Young, this is this is what you get on this show. But we've got a stacked Patreon lineup coming up. It is the best deal in Patreon for you, Forbidden Dork. So I'm going to do the Dan whoring for a moment and read through the list of what we've got. For the rest of the summer, you don't need to leave your house. You don't need to get tan. You just sit and listen to us. Uh, this weekend, we got a smattering of, of some different shows. I'm going to be hopping on to do a SmackDown and Rampage recap. Originally, Mike was going to do a Doctor Strange Recap, if he winds up seeing it by some miracle, that's going to come at you in the next week or so. May 16th, we're going to be covering WrestleMania Backlash. May 23rd, the summer blockbuster special. We'll be watching the movie COVID-19 Invasion starring Kevin Nash. Uh, May 30th. We want Enzo. No, we don't. It is the roast of Enzo Amore. Uh, June 6th, we're going to be covering Hell in a Cell 2022, uh, as Mike pretends that he watched the pay-per-view and didn't just read the Wikipedia. June 13th, (laughs) we're off. June 20th, we're doing a watch-along of a SmackDown that I wrote because we watched an MLW I did, and Mike said it was the worst thing he ever saw. We're going to see if we can top that on June 20th. June
0: 27th. Did he say it was the worst?
2: He did. I was very proud of that. I was going to have it made as a T-shirt. It was really uh, bad. I mean, it was, was really
3: because it wasn't. It wasn't fun. Bad. It was just bad. Re- it was just a bad show.
0: And well, they, I, well, well, I well, I didn't think it was as bad as like triple A or a lot of the things you've seen. I will say, yeah, that. but those are fun. Bad. Watching
3: a family <laughs> like like you know cut the hair begrudgingly of like an old clown is fun.
2: All right, well, we're not going to talk about things that Mike won't like watching. June yeah, 20th, June...
0: The last days of Jackie Mason, but keep going. On
3: it. Uh,
2: <laughs> let me try this again. We're not going to talk about things that Mike's not going to like watching. June 27th, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view we will be re- uh, reviewing that. <clears throat> July 4th, the Roast of Sunny. July 11th, we're off. July 18th, Bash of the Beach 96. Wonder what's going to happen on that one. July 25th, the Wrestling Video Game Special. And August 1st, assuming he doesn't die sooner, the Roast of Marty Janetti. So,
1: uh,
2: huge stack lineup for the Patreon, but for the main show, we've got a ton of great roasts coming up. Uh, Mike, what do we have on tap?
3: Uh, all right, the second half of May, uh, we will be roasting uh, Rey Mysterio. So that'll be fun. Uh, we, uh, in June, with five W's, will be roasting uh, Paul Heyman and... And Lanny Poffo, the people's Poffo. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's uh, it was actually
3: Randy's dying wish that we roast Lanny also. Uh, we roasted Randy because people wanted it, and we roasting Lanny because we do shows every week. And then in uh, July, uh, Patriotic July, we are roasting uh, Jesse Ventura. So a lot, lot of fun conspiracy theory jokes there. It'll be great. And then um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And then in August, we are roasting, I believe, Seth Rollins, uh, Mr. Lynch himself, and Mr. Stephanie McMahon himself. So it is cuck August. We are <laughs> roasting
2: uh, Triple H. That is a, a huge stack lineup. Again, the Ch- Marty Gennetti Triple H roasts are both pending, depending on if they croak sooner. Uh, but uh, let's let's wait. Get I want to
0: do um we will still do it if Marty dies. But hacksaw hacksaw we may we, we may not. <laughs> I have yeah, to, I that, may- that that's coming from Dan, uh,
3: as I call him hack premise Jim Duggan. No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tables.
2: Oh, uh, that's that's not nice. But speaking of not nice, we're gonna to go to the bright side of May Young. This may be the this may not be the longest bright side we've ever done. It but, won't be uh, the
3: shortest though. I mean No,
2: no, this isn't Del Rio short. Uh that may be the record. I
3: don't know. I think it's oh, Ryback. Right.
2: Right. Is it Ryback? Which which is fitting
3: for you know, did you guys know that uh, Whores Day is is uh, this coming Sunday?
2: <laughs> uh, Fryback's the best, uh, but May Young was was the best. And uh, to start it off, we're going to go with the guy who picked this roast, Mike Lawrence. Why don't you tell us how amazing Johnny May Young was? You know
3: what, man? I'll, I'll tell you, like 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 being sick, uh, and watching watching like clips of an old woman who wants to get beat up, getting beat up, like is comforting this may young footage is like chicken soup for the soul <laughs> like and it it's funny even though she was like a, a pimpy lesbian enforcer like it's kind of great that we're doing this for mother's day you know mother's day yeah like i said is on sunday you know uh scott sent a clip of her and moolah on conan and it just it just makes you feel good like they're having fun You know, like, the fact that, like, this woman is such a part of women's wrestling, like, it's like, her origin, I was reading, is like fucking Spider-Man, where she just showed up at a wrestling match and said, I'll beat your champion, and she did in a couple seconds. Like, that's how she got into wrestling. That's how fucking, like, amazing... Young you know was. what you know what I think that is I think that's them getting
4: over on us I think she was trained in that like that you know how Andy Kaufman would be like I'll fight any woman in here and then yeah. you know it's his girlfriend I, I think it was kind of I think that's what would happen I don't who think fake yeah, wrestlers I mean, were like I'll fight it like I don't think women were like yeah I'll just fight this lady like regular and no one's like who the fuck is this psycho and then they like call her a crazy whore and the guys start punching her for wanting to fight one of the performers. You
1: know,
3: I just, I don't know who the Meltzer was of the thirties is to dispute anything she says. <laughs> so I just believe it because it's more fun. I mean, all, you know, especially wrestling back then when there's no proof of anything, it, it could, it's, it could all be tall tales and lies, but you know, either way uh, started in 1939, you know, she had her last match uh, in 2010 Which is... That's fucking... That's fucking insane. Uh, So, what is that? Seven, eight decades of of wrestling? Uh, It's just really cool. Just the history. like And and back then, women's wrestling was, like, just a freak show thing. And they would, you know, have these matches. Uh, You know, Moolah was often in charge of shit. But, you know, May was one of, like, the lead people. And then... I think in the 90s, she outshined Moolah by far when they both were there together. May was the one that like stuck with you, that was like more fun, has the Mark Henry stuff. Like, you always hear those stories of her (laughs) like hazing Bubba being like, hit me harder, you son of a bitch. And you know, it's like, I mean, look, like there's lots of shit in the attitude era that doesn't hold up or isn't fun, but. Knowing that this like 77 year old was having the time of her life getting thrown through tables, you know, I, I mean, I'll get sad for just a little bit, but it's like, I had a grandma with Alzheimer's. I think a lot of people do a lot of people watch, you know, their loved ones just fucking deteriorate, have dementia, all these other things, or not even live as long as May did. And for May to be the age she was having the fucking time of her life, it's like, that shit holds up man it makes you feel good i don't know why but like i love yeah, watching, it's deserved
1: it's deserved it's yeah, like i love watching thing.
3: like clips of her you know just being a badass it's it's pretty cool we'll never see most of her footage in her actual prime but to come back when she did and you know there everything is fake in wrestling except for a few things that feel real and she felt real man and um I think that the programming was more fun because of her when they, you know, obviously use her in small doses, but uh, it's kind of great too, because it's like, it was like the late nineties and how much they sexualized women. And then they're like, well, here's this lady (laughs) and we're going to sexualize her too. (laughs) And she's going to have a fucking blast. But yeah, man, this uh, in terms of research, this was one of the ones that uh, I thought was more fun and, and just, Feel good. So uh kudos to May Young for fucking going as long as she did. And having a match at 90, the match is nothing, but like it's pretty fucking amazing too. So uh lots of bright side for May Young. Scott
4: Um doing research on May Young was probably the most fun I had doing research on anybody for this podcast, for sure. Like I just didn't know any of the stories. I listened to Jim Cornette talk about her and He was bringing up a time in, I don't even know if it was the 50s or 60s, but that when women's wrestling was headlining shows that men were on and you don't hear about things like that. And May was a part of it apparently. And, you know, Mula actually came after May, but because she was in with Vince and whatnot, you know, um, she, she was more like acclaimed, I guess, by the WWE in terms of like ring stuff. But May was the worker, you know, apparently May was like, like Bubba described her as Fit Finley. Like she would rough up, women um in the ring she would which is kind of sad because they had it hard enough now this fucking old bit well, young bitch at the time you know but anyway <laughs> um it's pretty terrible but um but also you know the fact that there was a time where they didn't have a women's locker room because there wasn't enough women on the show and so she had to get changed in the closet just all these shitty situations or she'd have to step to a guy to show everybody that she was tough and not to fuck with her and you know uh the dispute she'd have, and how many times guys laid hands on her because she stood up for herself. Just shit like that, I think, is like really worth telling. Um, and I love how they've never mentioned it. You know, they're just like she was fun, you know, and it's like puppies or whatever the hell was happening at that time. Uh, but even that stuff, you're right, Mike. She was having the time of her life. She part of it is very real. Like if you watch it, and I recommend anybody listening watch the Conan <laughs> clip because it gets like weird in in ways that famous. Late night show clips get weird. Like there's, there, it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. I don't want to ruin it, but it's 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 fucking nuts. And it's because that was May Young. She was kind of like that, and it makes Conan uncomfortable.
3: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, they go on to promote a movie that they never talk about. Oh yeah, lipstick and dynamite. It's very. It's a really good documentary. Yeah. Yeah. If you're fascinated by the old era of women's wrestling. It's its really well done, but they don't mention it at all because they're just <laughs> creeping on <amid> them <laughs> and stuff. And then just the way like in the, in,
4: in the Attitude Era, how she, she did like, all, you know, the boys and it wasn't even, you know, she wasn't working with top guys and nor should she, but like to take such a liking to someone like Bubba and Mark Henry and for them to like be in love with her when they talk about her because she was so sweet. Then Bubba like tells a story about, you know, when he when he holds her head and he, they jump off the stage or whatever, that famous moment, yeah. Um, he he tells a story about how she farted on his balls, which I think, like, don't you know, when when the lady dies, don't talk about how she farted on your
0: balls. You know, <laughs> I'm not expecting much from Bubba Ray Dudley, but geez, <laughs> he did that after he told that story after she died.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was during the eulogy. Uh...
4: <laughs>
2: that was the eulogy. Yes. Dan, uh, what do you what do you have to say about the lovely May Young?
0: I, mean, I think Scott and Mike kind of said everything that I could say. Um, you know, she was she was she was a blast, man. She's like one of these. Uh, I mean, they don't make them like that anymore, baby. That's kind of what I, what I thought while researching her and. No, pretty impressive that she was like headlining all these shows while the guys were battling in World War II. And yeah, I mean, I'm 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 a May Young fan. I I will say I really haven't seen any of her old matches, but um, I'm going to now that I heard the the Finley Bubba Ray stuff. So
2: that Cloverfield behind you? What the hell is? Dan is currently
0: (laughs) okay, so he's in a car. But also,
4: we have to mention he's wearing a black NWO shirt and black sunglasses.
0: Yeah, man. Um, yes. You're cool, bro. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap up this bright side. A um, couple of things we didn't touch on. It was great that she was a playable character in WWF. No mercy.
1: Uh, I loved.
2: that was the toughest one to try to explain to friends who were playing this. You didn't really follow wrestling. You're like, oh, it's awesome. I can play a Steve Austin or the rock or this old woman in a bathing suit. Was, it,
3: was Mula in there too, or was it just May?
2: It was Mula and May. Okay. Uh, were both playable characters in it? Uh, she was taking crazy bumps, and we're going to talk about it later. But she was not afraid at all to take the Bubba bump or or other stuff that that we're going to address later on in the uh, in the show at that age, uh, which is is pretty damn impressive a real commitment to uh to the business i'm gonna do the weird dan thing of reading her kayfabe accomplishments uh she was the nwa united states women's champion she was the nwa world women's tag team champion with ella waldeck don't know who she is probably dead uh in pro wrestling illustrated she was ranked 241 in the year 2006 that's how far wrestling has come uh she was a miss royal rumble winner she won a slammy for the knucklehead moment of the year which I'm sure was a real barn burner and she was in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2008 inducted by Pat Patterson Uh, so obviously a a well known figure a respected figure in the history and the annals of wrestling so let's tear her apart Mike what's the order for today Uh,
3: let's start with Scotty
4: right. here we go, uh, doing research for this. I found out the full phrase is actually May, young, dumb, and full of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Before her death, uh, Fabulous Moolah is what RuPaul calls money. <laughs> before her death, her tits hung so low, Mula was able to titty twist her from hell.
1: <laughs>
4: her and Mula were women's wrestling pioneers. May, a pioneer in the ring. (laughs) Mula a pioneer in like how the pioneers bought and sold and forced rape upon people.
1: (laughs) Uh, She was
4: born May Young and died in January old. (laughs) Uh, She always said that she acted just like one of the boys, which in wrestling is an admission of
1: murder. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Bubba Ray named his radio show busted open after her pussy, ass, and mouth. I found that interesting. Um, At her Hall of Fame induction, she promised she'd be back there at 100 years old. And uh, considering she died at 90, Nick Khan has put a hold on her contract until she fulfills her agreement. Also found that interesting. She was an old bag. An old bag is also what Marty Jannetty shits in.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: let's see. She's so old. If she was still alive, she'd be able to vouch for Ryback that Vince McMahon's mother is in fact a whore. Uh, if Jim Cornette transition, transitioned into modern silly wrestling like May Young did, maybe Bubba Ray would be farting on his wife's balls.
1: <laughs> you
4: ever think of that, Jim? may young actually liked getting hit hard if only the old lady sunny ran over felt the same (laughs) (laughs) and this might be finally uh she walked like (laughs) c3po and if mark henry complained about her groping him she would be r2
1: me too you gotta end on that oh
3: that's fun all right uh I'll, i'll go next uh Today we're roasting Mae Young. She's Ryback's worst nightmare because she's actually tough and doesn't flinch if you call her a whore. (laughs) She started wrestling in 1939. Yes, she debuted the same year as Batman, who is also really (laughs) tough and okay with grooming young children to do his bidding. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: yes, Mula is the one that has the reputation for pimping out young wrestlers, but May is the reason the money always showed up on time. <laughs> Remember, never run a human trafficking female wrestling ring, just be the enforcer of that ring. That's how you still get to keep a tournament named after you. <laughs> She was the toughest lesbian on Mula's ranch. Sometimes she'd scissor you with her legs and sometimes with a pair of scissors. <laughs> May Young paved the way for so many other women's wrestlers and definitely used her face to pave that way. That thing was made for chewing up gravel. <laughs> when May started wrestling, women were seen as more of a sideshow attraction inferior to men. And only have one match on the card, or as Tony Khan calls it, the good old days. (laughs) She wrestled for Stu Hart in the 40s. She said he was tough, but not as tough as it would be to hear them have a conversation in the 90s.
1: (laughs) She had a
3: massive career resurgence when Vince realized how funny it was to see older women get beat up. That's good shit. Hey, Linda, (laughs) you want to go out there with Mula and May and go through some
1: tables?
3: (laughs) Vince, I'm 50 and CEO of the company. God damn it, woman. I'm just trying to have some fun. (laughs) Going out there in her 80s and getting slammed has inspired current older women to keep going in the ring like Ivory and Chris Jericho. <laughs> and then we're just going to have a fun run here. Uh she was so tough.
0: How tough was she? She
3: called her tits the brothers of destruction. <laughs> She's so tough.
1: How, How tough is she? She,
3: she squirts chewed tobacco. She was so tough
1: how
0: tough, how was,
3: tough she? was she when she'd get thrown through a table she'd give the table splinters <laughs> oh hell yeah she's so tough how, how tough, tough was she? she she carried that plastic hand in her cooch 50 years before giving birth to it on raw <laughs> uh she was so tough how tough, how was, tough she? was she she bronco busted all the denver broncos <laughs> Two more. She was so tough. Just, how just... tough was she? Her clitoris was a slim gym. Finally, <laughs> she was so tough.
1: How, how tough, how tough was, she? was she?
3: She overturned both Roe and Wade with belly to belly suplexes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it for me. Good <laughs> fun. All right, uh, Dan. Unfortunately, I think my screen has to turn off because I need to pull up my jokes, but I'm sorry. So let me pull up my jokes though. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Uh, Mae Young's dad abandoned her during the Great Depression, which makes sense because her tits look like the grapes of wrath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought a May Young classic was when you shit your pants on a bus to Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> she was like the grandma from The Wedding Singer, but has the voice of the grandpa of divorce. <laughs> she was in an episode of Law & Order Criminal Intent and was roommates with Law & Order SVU. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: That's right. She was roommates with the fabulous moolah and a little person wrestler named Katie Glass. I feel like if you're a rapist, live with a midget. Great distraction. Did you drug those girls? Uh, uh, look at Katie lick that giant lolly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she's, she's, pro- she's properly booked Goldberg. She's the Muppet oh, version. Of herself, they should recreate Wild Things, but with her Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Have we ever stopped and thought to ourselves, what would the sex between her and Mark Henry look like? Are they fucking, or is a walrus queefing out a raisin <laughs> Mark Henry needed a share, but a fine maze quit, while Xbox swung on China's like Quasimodo. <laughs> oh
1: no.
0: Did you see May get attacked by three-minute warning? I haven't seen an old lady beaten that badly since Linda ran for Senate. (laughs) By the way, a three-minute warning is something May's nurses would have loved. She was inducted by Pat Patterson because it was one wrestler of her generation. She didn't fuck for food. (laughs) She lost her baby when Bubba Ray put her through a table, which is now the only way you can get an abortion in Texas. <laughs> Known for the Bronco Buster, which is also what Teddy Roosevelt said after he broke her hymen. Oh, bully!
1: <laughs>
0: now, the closest you'll get to Japanese bombing during wrestling is Akira Tozawa on Raw. I don't know. Say what you want about Mula, her, I mean, shit, May, say what you want about May. Her durability is unmatched. She lived three landscape's and- <laughs> Oh, finally, my fucking God, <laughs> guy. <laughs> and finally, she gave birth to a hand because they couldn't get away. She gave birth to a hand because they couldn't get away with her taking a bite out of Mark Henry's cock and saying, that's all, folks.
1: All right, that's my way.
0: Uh,
2: Dan St. Germain, everybody, live from a car in New York. Uh, (laughs) All right, Uh, I will uh, will bring this thing home here, Uh, opening with a Scott joke. Uh, She's May young, but Earth old. Uh, If divas have puppies, then May young has gross, saggy old women breasts. With red and blue veins running through it like a triple A roadmap. And no, not the lucha wrestling triple A bullshit. Calm down. A lot of women in wrestling were part of the Me Too movement, while Mae Young was part of the No Thanks movement.
1: <laughs>
2: Mae wrestled the night Pearl Harbor was attacked, which is what America deserved for letting women compete in sports. <laughs> May Young and the Fabulous Mula were the female equivalent of Patterson and Briscoe. While the men were known as the Stooges, the women were known as the Grateful Dead.
1: <laughs>
2: May Young had an on-screen relationship with Mark Henry, and yes, right before he'd come, he would yell, it's time for the main event! <laughs> May's romance with Henry led to her getting pregnant and giving birth to a hand. People were shocked because the hand was white (laughs) had the supreme court reversed roe versus wade back then we could have been saved from having to watch that abortion of a segment sure countless women would have been forced to carry unwanted pregnancies ruining their lives putting undue weight on social services and destroying whatever shred of human decency we have as a society but you know i wouldn't have to watch that segment May and her seven siblings were raised during the Great Depression by a single mother who Ryback probably called a whore. (laughs) Ed Strangler Lewis said he didn't like girl wrestlers and that women should be in the kitchen, but that May was born to be a wrestler. The moral of the story, May Young is a terrible cook. (laughs) May was put through a table by the Dudley Boys, marking the only time anyone ever got wood with her. (laughs) <laughs> may and mula competed in a handicap evening gown match the only way this match could have been more disrespectful to women's wrestling is if it aired at 9 30 on wednesdays on tbs
1: <laughs>
2: mattel made a may young action figure because what kid doesn't want a post-menopausal geriatric woman toy even better if you're poor she can double as aunt may now let's pause for mike to provide 200 reasons why that was inaccurate <laughs> <laughs> may young was featured in the documentary lipstick and dynamite piss and vinegar ironically enough lipstick dynamite piss and vinegar are the four <laughs> ingredients in a wwf new york martini <laughs> deep God. and finally may young is a hall of famer and a pioneer tougher than leather but enough about her pussy <laughs> all right there we go, the roast, the roast of May Young. It was so good that it sent Mike uh, nauseously hurtling towards the bathroom. So mm-hmm. it is Dan, Scott, and I here to talk about showing hell. Uh, That's the- the roast yeah, of- where did
4: Mike go? Where did Mike
1: go? I
2: I, I don't know. Mike got called to a mula roast, uh, yeah, so I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, hopefully he remembers he left his camera on because his thing's on mute. And- <laughs> Oh it's no! Like-
0: I left my boogers in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Adina usually waits till the Patreon to put on his diapers, so this is very. Bill- <laughs> All
2: right, uh, enough yeah. of that. Let's keep this thing on the road. Here we've got the uh, we've got the uh, show and the hell. This uh, this clip was from Monday Night Raw. Mula and Mae Young are invited out to the ring by Eric Bischoff to talk about Mula's book which is full of lies. And he gives her three minutes to talk, which of course means that three-minute warning, Rosie and Jamal, the future, Roman Reigns' his brother, and Umanga, as uh, William Regal would call him, uh, show up and beat the shit out of Mula and Mae Young. Uh, May Young gets splashed off the top rope. It's brutal. Uh, it's, a, it's a crazy, memorable segment. And this was our our show in hell. And I'll start off by saying, I mean, this was this was great. Uh, I I loved every everything about this. It was pure sports entertainment. The fans booing Moolah for trying to talk about her book. Uh, Jim Ross and and Jerry Lawler trying to play the entire segment straight, knowing what's going to happen. And then Rosie and Jamal look like absolute killers beating up two old ladies. Uh, Dan, did you love this segment?
0: I did. I, I do think that like, you know, as much as I do love in ring, you know, wrestling and and work rate, like this is the argument. Like if you watch an Okada and Omega match and you're like, well, why the fuck would I need sports entertainment? And then you watch this and you're like, okay, I think I also need sports entertainment. Like it is, uh, it's a blast. I mean, Umaga is the star of this segment kind of like he's, he's such a better wrestler than Rosie was. I mean, it's, it's cra- even in this like Bullshit two-minute clip or five-minute clip, whatever the fuck it was. I
4: think when you talk about those guys, it's not in terms of wrestling. It's, like, in terms of health, you know? Like, you know, Umaga was healthier than Rosie.
0: No, I don't know, man. If you watch his work, his work is real crisp. Umaga's work is— Yeah, Umaga
4: was good. Umaga was very good in the ring.
0: (laughs) He was very—I mean, he was saddled with some weird gimmicks, but he he was very good. He had that
4: thumb, the thumb, and he—that move was, like, killer as hell. He would
0: throw the guy in the
2: air and then hit him with
0: the thumb on the neck. Yeah, I think yes. they're doing it with Omos now. I'm not sure, but it doesn't look as good with Omos.
2: Omos, not not nearly as, as nimble or, or agile or talented or coherent when he speaks, but enough about Omos. Uh, Mike, what did you think of this show and Hell Clip?
3: I love it, man. This is one of the things that got me back into wrestling. This was, uh, yeah, I went to college. I started watching wrestling again in, like, late 2001 early 2002 and then i didn't go back to the college i was at just didn't have money for it and but i would watch raw still and i'd watch it with my dad sometimes and we fucking love three minute warning this is the most fun shit uh i loved fucking um uh, eric bischoff's I'm back! <laughs> i loved all this <laughs> stuff he's su- he's such a smarmy dick um The names Jamal and Rosie still make me laugh. They're so goofy because they're these like intimidating, amazing, like fucking brutes that come out. And then one of them is named Rosie. It's not (laughs) quite the magic man. It does look like O'Donnell. I I see it a little bit. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, Jamal and Rosie are such silly fucking names. But the gimmick was so fun when he's, I'll give you three minutes and then you know uh this is the clip that they used in in the Conan thing i don't know if scott said but when i watched the conan thing it's like you see the splash that may takes from uh from uh jamal yeah i mean yeah i love umaga uh rosie just yeah i know he was roman's brother um the superhero and training shit just wasn't just wasn't as good of a character
2: but uh umaga yeah but mike it spelled that. out it spelled out shit yeah, I, so I, that's aware. that's 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 gold and that's it was I think it, gold it Could
0: be better than Nikki ash though I, I will say that
3: it was it was no i mean both those guys are awesome but you know because this was the time of the the billy and chuck wedding and they came out and when uh when bischoff was revealed as the priest and then and then three minute warning came out they i mean they were so fun and this i mean this was this was just dumb wrestling, but it's like here's two big dudes beating up two old women, and and then the reality of wrestling is now they're all dead, except except uh, one guy who's on a phenomenal, wonderful podcast uh, on a great <laughs> network that that we love and support, that loves and supports us,
1: Scott. <laughs>
4: uh yeah i love this i also loved three minute warning i thought they were so badass i i don't know why they don't do similar things as often i thought authors of pain were close uh and and damn i miss those guys i don't know why someone hasn't picked them up uh but yeah this was a blast they sold like hell may always sold like hell i didn't realize how much she sold i guess because when i was a kid it was just like oh yeah you're being dropped but as an adult looking back, it's like, hot damn, man, uh, She she's taking bumps harder than, or just as hard as anybody, right? Like, who's taking harder bumps than May? Uh, Spike Dudley, you know, that's it. It's, it's, it's insane. And especially knowing how fragile, like, I mean, you all have, like, older relatives, like, you just, you, you, they go like, oh, her ribs broke, and you go, What? You know, and they were like, it's insane how things happen just for like just moving. And so it is really amazing uh, what she did. This is a uh, yeah, this is an impressive video for many reasons.
2: This was a yeah, super fun reminder of why May and Mula, in small doses worked so well for so long in WWE. There was a couple of moments we could have obviously picked. We didn't go with the the hand because you've all you've all seen the hand thing. But there's other ones. There's like when she came back on the retro Raw and they had her son, who was a giant hand, and then she kisses Kali. Like she just—it's—it's kind of weird and creepy, but it's—it's it's super fun. Uh, and uh, speaking of weird and creepy, dynamite or dud? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's favorite two-hour slog through the mind of Tony Khan, who takes harder bumps than May Young, and uh, we will. <laughs> We'll break down hour one. Hour one open with an Owen Hart Memorial Tournament qualifier. This is the longest qualifying tournament ever. Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish with uh, Adam Cole sitting on a booster seat on commentary. The uh, Blackpool, uh, Blackpool folks taking on The Butcher, The Blade, and Angelico. Uh, the QT Marshall of this podcast. Uh, Ricky Starks and Hobbs are in the back. They have an interview with uh, Jungle Boy who challenges Starks to an FTW title match. Uh, Shane uh, Swerve Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee uh, cut a promo in the back, trying not to fall asleep. Uh, Wardlow took on William Morrissey. Uh, And then MJF promises a contract signing next week in the greatest place in the world, Long Island, New York. Ruby, Tony, Jamie, and Britt are trapped in hell having the same segment every single week. Uh Adam Page cuts a baffling promo. And then Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Sutnam Singh uh promote Rampage for uh Lethal's match against Take a Shitta. Uh Mike, why don't you start this? Uh our one thoughts.
3: Well, you know, um I, I had to leave during your roast, Robert, to uh, take a shit up. I apologize. <laughs> oh, what a great day. <laughs> as, 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 as opposed to uh, the main event of this night, which is take a uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um No, man, I will, I will say this without going too much into the second hour. I think that the other qualifying match should have opened the show. This is what I would have done the other qualifying match, which, you know, here's a, here's a controversy for you. Um, Ray Phoenix and, uh, Dante Martin, (laughs) uh, wrestle less like old men than Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish. Um, this was this was just a, a fight at the propane uh, factory. Uh, this was fucking <laughs> kind of boring. Um, the, the pink shirt was fun. The, the pink shirt was the best part of this. Uh, Adam Cole uh, close to saying funny, entertaining lines, but never did. Um, you know the Blackpool Combat Club segment. Like, look, we didn't get our nine twenty-five women's, but we got our eight twenty Blackpool. God damn it. <laughs> it's in the format sheet it's gonna happen every week now um and you know it was good uh the 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 regal promo was awesome that they showed uh i know there's a longer version that you could see online when they did like the road to baltimore thing but um the whole thing about scars and everything regal's awesome we all know that um morrissey looks like if you put um you know, an edge action figure in the microwave and it just expanded <laughs> and boiled. Um the name Bill Morrissey is so uninspiring, especially for this like seven foot dude. I, I know they legally can't say big cast, but they could do better than Bill Morrissey. <laughs> um you know unless he unless he's going out there doing Smith Smith songs, you know, <laughs> then it would be kind of fun. <laughs> I'm going to beat my opponent. Um, but as this was it, this was, I mean, it was what it needed to be. And this shit's working. Like, you know, I thought that Wardlow was over. Um, this I thought was one of the hotter segments on the show. Uh, you know, MJF fucking always, always does it. He he's doing for Wardlow. What Adam Cole could not do for page. Um, And then the page promo, it's, you know, it's like, it felt heelish. It felt like the guy hasn't had a direction. I mean, in a bubble, it was a good promo. Um, But, you know, it's like we have three weeks after this Dynamite to really make people want to see this match as a match and as a feud between two people. And so I'm interested to see how Punk will perform with page without swallowing him up hopefully but he's just a much better promo i mean there's just something artificial about page right now uh and and in our thread this guy kevin kid uh in the facebook thread he he brought up how page not having the alcohol has hurt him and i i kind of agree and i don't i don't drink i don't think that he should be drinking if he doesn't want to be drinking but it was this kind of cool edge it was this kind of modern badass austin figure he would come out with you know booze and stuff and now now he just feels kind of directionless um and and hopefully that changes but at the same time he's a failed experiment get the fucking belt off him and move on um, dan, oh,
2: dan you like really where
4: was you. that who was that that just huh? possessed you no, it's, it's not working, man. It be? It's been
3: six months, and it's not entertaining, <laughs> and it sucks. You might
4: just turn heel on a motherfucker.
2: No, no Jesus. It was as logical uh, as Hangman's heel turn, but <laughs> and you you like this uh, first hour. I did. It's, it's more up. logical. Mine's but been I, building.
0: I, I liked Hangman's promo. I thought it was good. Um, I don't necessarily think it was a heel promo. I think he... Um, you know, look, there's been a lot of kissing of CM Punk's ass, and the only way to do this is to kind of like is to CM Punk, CM Punk, man. You know, like if we remember Undertaker, CM Punk, one of the coolest things about not the first feud, but the, the one for WrestleMania 29. One of the coolest things about it was like Punk refused to kiss the ring of the Undertaker. And I think that whether he wins or loses uh, to save the hangman character, you need to have him not kiss the ring of CM Punk. And uh, I think he's doing a really good job of it. I, I wouldn't say he's a failed experiment. I, I would say he's an unrealized, you know, I think he's really good. I do think he's sincere. I think at times he's not polished enough. That can be, that can be an issue, but you know, I like Hangman a lot. I, I'm going to be actually a little bit sad when, when he does lose the title, which I, I do think is probably the best. It's probably the best decision. I, I thought the MJF Wardlow stuff was really good. I think Ward I think, think Morsey looks great, man. I mean, like, you know, like in ring, it was, he's fine. You know, it was, it was definitely, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, at least, you know, I did like the fact that it only took one power bomb and made Wardlow look strong. And the rest of the show, the show, I really, I, did, I didn't see the um, Blackpool Combat Club stuff, but I did see, uh the Bobby Fish Jeff Hardy match. And I will say this: like Jeff is wrestling better than he did in WWE. Is he, you know, like like the last run of WWE? Obviously, he's not as good as he was in the attitude era in WWE, but he is wrestling better than the last time. <laughs> Although, man, like him stopping to dance in the middle of the match is so funny and illogical to me. Um, like it's just like this old guy, like like all of a sudden an old guy's at a fish concert in the middle of the match. But uh, you know, look, man, I mean, I'm not gonna complain. There's there's stuff I will complain about in the second hour, but I, I, I you know, first hour I thought was, I thought it was mostly pretty solid.
2: Then let me be the guy to complain about the stuff in the first hour, gladly. Uh, the Jeff Hardy Bobby Fish thing, yes, it was uninspired and just kind of there. I get why on paper you would book this match. Uh, it just was. It was kind of lackluster. What really surprised me was this was a sold-out show in Baltimore, and they put the Bucks in the ring with the Hardys, and it got no reaction from that audience. It was oh, wow. very it was very surprising at how just it, the, the crowd, like there wasn't a roar, there wasn't excitement, and they were waiting and waiting, and you just didn't get it, which is odd because this is one of the big anticipated matches they have. Uh, for the, the six-man, this is a weird thing for me going to say, I really like Angelico and I don't get why they don't use him more. He's got a unique look to him. Uh, He's crisp in the ring. He's somebody that if you're going to force random people on TV every week, he should be, he should be featured more regularly than wherever he is, or maybe at least give him a character other than scuba diver at a rave. Um, Like the, 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 the swerve Keith Lee backstage promo, they were like sleepwalking. Like, it's like they're already checked out and that kind of sucks because we've seen them do a lot better and connect more. Uh, the Wardlow thing was great. Morrissey always looks like he's about to cry. Like, that's the only way I can describe <laughs> his face. He looks like he's seconds away from bawling. Um, MJF doing the, the contract signing was, was great. The way that Wardlow destroyed the security guys was fantastic. I mean, they just kept feeding him dude after dude. It felt like in uh the, the second matrix movie when all the agent smiths were charging at neo and it made warble look like a monster and that was that was fantastic Except those look
3: like man and these look like cabbage patch dolls
2: well like, the, stuff- the
3: there were a few 12 year olds
2: There, there were, and one of them, it's really funny. Doob used to have an MLW who's also an extra on raw every week. (laughs) So he's on raw NAW as just like guy getting his ass kicked, uh, as a backstage person. That's, that's really fun. Uh, the hangman page thing came out of left field. It was a, it was a heel promo, Dan. I will say that because he attacked fans in the crowd for wearing punk shirts. Um, he he was he was like I'm gonna destroy punk. It was all this animosity that came out of nowhere. It's not like Punk said something last week to warrant this. If Punk said something along the lines of like, look, I'm gonna beat you. You're not the guy to be the champion right now. I get it. Punk was just I gotta prove that I'm the best, so I gotta be the champion. And then Hangman just came at him like vicious, and it felt like a heel promo which was weird because this was one of the first times in a while hangman went out there and it was a massive babyface reaction. When he first came out, they were chanting cowboy shit. They were really into him. They wanted to cheer for him. And now it's, we're going to pivot and make him a heel when there's no reason. And, And there were plenty of opportunities where you could have set this up to, to tease it or have it play into hangman's insecurities or, or maybe have punk invoke the fact that like, Look, you won the title. You can tell your kid you were world champion, and you can also tell your kid you lost to the best in the world. That's all you need. And now it's like, now I get why you're so angry. He was just angry for no reason. He was the internet, and it was weird. Uh, and then the other weird thing is this uh, Jay Lethal take a shit a match that's going to happen on, uh, on Rampage, where we're <laughs> supposed to care about it. And Sutton and Singh went from the overrun main event monster to guy standing in the back uh perfect. in
3: a matter of weeks
2: <laughs> in a matter of weeks he went from the biggest thing that they have to uh background furniture scott what'd you think our one
4: who all right jeff hardy walks out and and it reminded me of the may young clips i watched all week <laughs> there's something wrong with his hips his knees Uh, You can tell his shoulders are in pain. I think he does that movement to try to like crack his back properly. I think he has like a disc issue and he's trying to straighten it out. Stretch in the middle of the match and nobody. And so nobody knows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it bums me the fuck out because these are like, they are appealing to the eye, the matches when you see Jeff Hardy and you see like, okay, he's going to be fighting Darby. Right. God damn. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen is so cool. But then you see cool. what Jeff Hardy is and it just sucks. It's like, you're not allowed to do it. It's just, that's what happens. You know, you go, oh, we can't do that thing. It's like, did you hear about how Mark Wahlberg, uh, what movie is he going to be in with um, the kid from uh, Spider-Man? Mike? It was like,
1: just in uh, Uncharted. Uncharted, Uncharted yeah.
4: right? So, So he thought he was playing the main guy, right? But yeah. the script took so long that when he gets handed it finally or whatever, he's the old guy and Tom Holland is his guy because
1: yeah.
4: and yeah and that's you know okay anyway
3: so yeah well that's the thing right it's like isn't like hardy hardy is closer to sting than he is to darby as even just a contemporary and everything yeah yeah i
4: don't know it, 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 it just bums me the fuck out then what happened after that oh blackpool blackpool combat i loved it i loved the video beforehand i could watch william regal say anything the cut your face thing is fun, you know,
2: I'm um, picturing William Regal in say anything like holding <laughs> up the boom box. And that's fantastic.
4: <laughs> I, I think these like blackpool matches, I, there is, there are moments in these shows like, okay, the Wardlow thing, right. That, that scream like peak at great attitude error shit, you know?
1: And yeah.
4: part of that attitude error stuff is backstage confrontations. It just is. And I think, a lot of Blackpool matches should be set up because like they randomly just gotten an argument with guys in the parking lot or, you know, that they went to grab drinks earlier and they ran into whoever and like, it, it, because they're fighting guys in the street. Like I want them to be fucking hooligans or something. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, but it was a fun match. And I do like seeing them beat the shit out of people. Obviously it has to, you know, they have to come up to like some opponents soon, Wardlow match, I loved. I loved the use of Morrissey. Just kill him. I thought it was great. Morrissey looked amazing. When I saw Morrissey, I was like, oh, damn, this show does need big guys. Um, Unfortunately, big guys suck at pro wrestling. The Britt Baker thing, the Jamie Hayden, Ruby Soho thing stunk. And that was it, right? Uh, right. Hangman
1: Page's heel turn.
4: Ooh, Hangman Page's heel turn is not a heel turn. Uh, he sees through CM Punk the way Eddie Kingstein saw exactly. it. And so, and so he's not good. So you think he's a heel and that's fine. That's fine. But it's because he's thinking two steps ahead of you. He is not the dumb baby face that like the, this company is so anti-WWE. Sometimes it's at a fault and WWE's baby faces are the dumbest guys in the world. They're gullible fools. And, and, and so they're trying to make up for it by making Hangman kind of too quick. And it's like a little confusing but I think the payoff is punk is going to turn heel at the pay-per-view, whether it means he wins or not. I think he's going to win. I think he should win. I think he is going to turn heel though. Um, And yeah, I just like Hangman knowing this, you know, having this knowledge, like, Oh yeah. You know, punk came out last week saying like, Oh, I want to be the best in the world. I want to prove this. And it's like, Oh yeah. I used to have a guy that was my best friend who said that. And he fucking turned his back on me. He was full of shit. I know guys like you, it, yeah i think it's just good shit
2: which by the way your promo was better than his promo which was just i'm gonna destroy you and then people are gonna return their shirts because i'm gonna destroy you like what uh also
3: you know what's also really amazing was scott is the biggest aw fan of us probably the biggest hangman page fan of us did not remember (laughs) even though we've all talked about the promo. You, Scott, you mentioned the Tony Storm and Jamie Hader stuff. Oh no no, 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 no! So I'm
4: scrolling, but... I'm scrolling through results, and then I go to remind myself.
3: God, My brain is empty at all times unless I'm like
4: reading a thing.
3: I'm just saying it's funny how forgettable the world champion is. No, but
4: that's not what that... happened. But I, I, I hear what you're doing, but no, that's not what occurred.
2: All right, all right, ladies, let's let's separate here. We're gonna go to hour two. It was Chris Jericho versus Santana uh in a in, time. a in a crush <laughs> match uh samoa joe cut a promo into the infinite abyss the gun club and the acclaimed exchange the
3: is there i thought it was still wwe <laughs> uh
2: the gun club and the acclaimed exchanged scissors uh the varsity blondes and the House of Black segment, and that's all I'm going to say because we will all have thoughts on that. Jade Cargill and the baddies are in the back. Uh, An Owen Hart qualifier match, Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting uh, cut the laziest cameo of all time. Um, <laughs> Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Sure did have a segment. Uh, uh, yes, John Silver did a cut of promo about CM Punk. And then in your main event, the Ring of Honor Women's Unification title match, Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo, a 60-minute time limit starting at 9:47. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna take the first bite at this fucking hour two situation here. Santana and Jericho was it was fine. It was that kind of match that Jericho has a lot we've seen him have it with Orange Cassidy and a couple guys where he's trying to make it feel epic and that you're really getting like a a major moment that's going to make him but the problem is the clowns on the outside are being a little too goofy for what's supposed to be a fairly serious uh match and the crowd was confused because the announcers are telling you Eddie Kingston's not there because he got lit on fire last week. And, uh, the audience is chanting for Eddie and then he doesn't come out. So I think they were a little confused. Uh, the gun club and the acclaim was, it was short, it was entertaining. It was sports entertainment. And then, uh, the, uh, the varsity blondes and, uh, the, the house of black, uh, this was, uh, you had coach harba out there who was Brian Pillman senior's, uh, roommate in college, so you're, you're trying to bring in the, the local the Ravens, the local sports team to, to make it matter. Pillman Jr. cut what he felt was a fiery babyface promo. And I'm glad he tried. Uh, the House of Black came out. You think Julia Hart's going to join them. The crowd is cheering for it because they hate this thing so much. They want to see her do it. She doesn't. And then Death Triangle come in for the save. And the big takeaway I have here is AEW does not do Sports entertainment well. Uh, they they do great wrestling matches, but when it comes to the over-the-top stupidity that WWF did in the attitude era, AW is just not there. The blocking, the timing, everything for this needed to have been faster, make a lot more sense. And you didn't even give the crowd the payoff they wanted, which was Julia Hart uh turning on varsity blondes. Instead, what you got was Jim Ross living out his fetish dream of talking about her quivering lip as she's towering in fear you could practically hear the blue chew popping into his mouth while he was talking about this it's so it's it's creepier than the entire storyline uh ray phoenix and dante martin had a great match which was a further head scratcher is why dante martin's been in like throwaway multi-man matches where they just keep beating him like a nobody that dude's a star like treat him like a star uh Darby and Sting seemed so bored when they were talking about the uh the match Hardy, like it's gonna be special yeah it's gonna be a special match uh I don't know uh Thunder Rosa came out talking like it was at an award ceremony and she was reading off a teleprompter she like, always
3: she always feels like a substitute teacher
2: She does feel like a substitute, but here it felt like she was about to talk about best cinematography and it didn't. And then Serena Deeb comes out and the crowd is bored out of their mind. So the, the producer, the director, Tim Walbert, former WWE director cuts to people in the crowd, checking their watch. (laughs) And just when you thought they haven't killed Baltimore dead, this main event, Mercedes Martinez, Deanna Perrazzo, ring of honor, unification women's title match. Uh, it didn't belong at nine 30. It was so boring, let alone a main event that they said was going to be 60 minutes and we will stick with this as long as we can. And, uh, it ended at 10 at 10 o'clock with like 20 seconds to go. Uh, it stunk. This was a, this was not a very good women's match. Uh, it was, it was weird in the sense that it was an impact wrestler against an AEW wrestler for a ring of honor title. But this was not the way to end your show, uh, Dan. Am I being too hard on this?
0: I think so. I, I actually didn't mind the uh, main event. I thought Diana Peraza. She's a good wrestler. She got. She definitely was. It. She was a little deer in headlights in the beginning, but I thought she kind of like molded into it. I cannot defend that Thunder Rosa promo. That was fucking terrible. I don't know. Serena Teeb's promo was bad. I mean, it's just a weird thing, you know. <clears throat> And I'll get into it in my low spot, but like Serena Deeb isn't in the top 10 wrestler, female wrestlers in the world. She's very good, but she's not, she's not in the top 10. So it's like her saying that, I mean, I get it's a heel thing, but you know, she's, maybe it should be more like I'm a wily veteran sort of thing. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, what else? Is she,
2: top 10, is she top 10 in AEW?
0: Yes, in okay. AEW. But not, not in the world, I, I wouldn't I think, say.
2: I think any of us could be.
0: <laughs> um but yeah she's top 10 in AEW. but uh i i think that phoenix and um dante martin had a fucking classic man i mean i thought it was fantastic i i enjoyed every second of that match i oh, absolutely loved it um i like the jericho santana match too i i didn't I, I understand look i mean it had a wwe finish which is what they're doing with this character he's a he's a sports entertainer so they had the nut shot and you know, although I've seen AEW do nut shots, um, you know, I liked it. I I, I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, Darby's. look, man, Darby's not a great promo. I mean, like, that's just kind of how he cuts every promo, you know, like, uh, you know, it's always going to be this guy. I remember like when he was like, I've only defended the four TNG title four times. It's bullshit. Like, he's just. You know, he's just kind of like a boring promo. His character's great, and him ring, he's great, but that's just like, you know, he is, he's just boring. Um, So, uh yeah, I don't think I missed anything else. Is there anything else that you talked about? city Blondes? Glad? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I, look, man, I was entertained by this segment. Do I think it was, like, good? Probably not, but, like, you know, it was like a Riverdale Archie type of segment, you know? Like, it was like these... You know, high school. It it honestly it it reminds me of Stranger Things. Like I think they should, fucking maybe like shave uh, sh- <laughs> Julia Hart's head and make her eleven or something. You know, like that's kind of what this whole thing feels like. It feels like Stranger Things cosplay. I mean, Brian Tillman did cut it, he cut a decent promo. It's just it was like for the hokiest shit ever. Um, yeah, it's but, like you know, know what in
4: order to enjoy these that's that type of segment you need to grab <laughs> yourself some scooby snacks yes yeah
0: I it's one that's of those things where I, I was i was fine with it because it was you know it was different um and you know i i mean i i, I don't know they just you know they they've got a lot of people on their roster man so it's like you know, all these guys like Aleister Black, the whole time he's in there, I'm like, well, he really should be doing something a little bit, you know, I mean, you know, he had a major program with Cody and then he like, he, you know, he left WWE. I mean, they fired him, but he left by laying Big E out in a really impressive segment. So now he he does feel a little lesser than in this feud, but, um, whatever, man, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it wasn't, a fantastic episode of dynamite by any means but there there was stuff that I I enjoyed and it was way better than raw this week so you know I was happy about that um I was able to check out some of NXT and uh, the the end of it which we're not going to talk about but the that's like I,
4: that's I, like when you get like fired from a job
0: and you're like well there's people starving in africa like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well the end of NXT man was like I mean, it was literally, it was fucking um, Bron Breaker beating Joe Gacy and then getting again surrounded by druids. Um, so I have no fucking idea what's going on there. Like that, that to me is a lot worse than the Archie shit. But, you know, yeah, I was, I thought it was a decent show. Maybe maybe I was also tired. I don't know, but I I, I, I enjoyed it. Um oh,
2: th- thanks to your archie thing, I'm picturing Jim Ross as Mr. Weatherby and it's very entertaining. <laughs> uh, I want I want
3: Griff Garrison to be Moose, like stay off of my goyle
2: <laughs> Uh that's not nice. Scotty, what did you think of hour two?
4: Yeah, what one what, what of you guys texted that they phoned this in.
2: Yes. Yeah, Robert did. And
4: and I agree with you, but can we at least say it was like a 1980s Miami Vice phone? Like <laughs> that's the type of phone they phoned it in with. Because <laughs> this, this wasn't very good at all this last hour, or the last 45 minutes, I'd say, uh, was just not good. Uh, the putting that title match on last was uncomfortable for the crowd. I think they were like, why? You know? Uh Deanna Peruzzo's great and everybody knows it. So to have her lose, uh, especially so quickly was a bummer to like legit fans. Yeah. There was just nothing redeeming about, about this, uh, about this hour. And I, I don't want to drudge through it. Like you guys had to do, but yeah, every segment.
0: What about the Phoenix Dante Martin? Oh yeah. Great.
4: I mean, yeah, this was, it, it, it was really, really good. I actually, I did think it was going to be a little better, a little better, but it's like, I got to stop doing shit like that. But this was very, very good. I heard Phoenix gave him his mask after the match.
0: Oh, wow. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, we didn't, Scott, I forgot to mention, we didn't mention Tony Khan talking about his Asian heritage. (laughs) 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 Which was like, like, I remember like Mike and, I think like Mike and Robert were shitting on something. And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. And then all of a sudden, like, I saw that. PSA and I was like oh my god I want to jump off a of fucking bridge <laughs> it was really corny
4: no but the Phoenix Dante thing I did like and, and again I have really loved this tournament looking at the final bracket you know in my head I I was expecting you know more like uh, people from other companies like I thought it was going to be like a world tournament you know well, so and there Scott, was who do you
2: who do you think the Joker is going to be
4: that, the unfortunate thing is you got to fight Samoa Joe. So it's like, I don't want Joe to lose. That, it, that, that sucks, right? Smith Hart. Smith Hart. It's just, it's just a, so the only part, you got to go, who could beat Samoa Joe? And so it would have to be a huge name. And that's like a Cesaro yeah Cesaro debuts you know that's
2: who the internet seems to think it is that it's oh, gonna yeah. be so, Cesaro's yeah. debut Dude, anyone
4: else would kind of be a disappointment because again you don't want that person beating Samoa Joe
2: but now you're falling into the AEW trap of the only reason people get excited about something is there's going to be a surprise and it's going to be someone from another company and then that's all they react to and I think that's and then they're there sure, and sure. Then but it's, if
4: we do get that match oh that match would
2: be awesome shit. yes holy shit Mike, did you hey, look at, at the
4: bracket? I go, Oh, that is a representation of the company. Why was I not realizing that? Of course it was going to be, you know, ending with company guys, company signed people. So I, I think whoever it is, is going to be company signed. I don't think it's going to be a, like
3: an impact guy or a new Japan guy. I don't think. That thing, saying book it. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the joker. Uh, I, I think that, uh, by the, by the way, that was that was uh, more insensitive to giants than Indian people. So uh, that 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 act out. Um, no, this hour was not very good. Uh, there were a couple things. Yeah, I mean, do you guys agree? I, I would have opened on Phoenix and Dante like that. That was really fun.
2: As also you, you, it's well, like, no, you can't do that because you don't have the dramatic death triangle rescuing Julia Hart.
3: That's one reason to do that. No. <laughs> but it's also because it's like, it was a 10 minute match with like four minutes of picture in picture. And at least the first match gets like always gets 15 minutes and no picture in picture uh, for the most part. So I would have done that. Um, Cause those guys are fantastic. It, it It's a low key dream match. Um, it, it was uh, really well done and it did stick out on an otherwise not great hour. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Everything I've said about Paige, uh double for Rosa, it's just not working. Like, I don't I don't know if they don't just don't know how to book babyface champions. Um, as some of it is just not having good challengers. I mean, just I mean, you know, we we all know the division's not very good, but uh she's not a good talker. And then Dee was even worse in a way. They have no chemistry together as a heel and babyface. Like, I'm sure the match will be good, but this segment was very bad. Uh, The main event, I I just, yeah, we don't even know what Ring of Honor is right now. And you already have enough belts. You already have enough people uh, on your own roster that aren't getting TV time, that aren't getting character development. And then you just keep adding people to it. You know, we're about to have a, a month or so of, the promotion being focused on another promotion because of the forbidden door stuff. It's like work on your own fucking, uh, acquisitions. It, it, I would say, uh, it's, it's a bit of a mess. So yeah, that didn't work and the crowd didn't like it. I, I was proven wrong. It wasn't at nine 25. So you got me there, Tony. Um, but unpredictability isn't always great. And then the house of black thing is, oof, it's really bad. Uh, the, the coach guy, I, I know you guys are football guys. And to me, it's like I, – I and I understand the personal connection he has with Pillman, but but the problem is this angle was getting more and more serious. And every time they cut to that guy, he just looked like he was happy to have comp seats at a
0: wrestling show. Like, Dude, there was no he's emotional winning. connection. He's a Super Bowl winning coach, though, for the Ravens. It's not like he's just the coach of the Ravens. He's like – one of their better coaches ever. Yeah, so but it's got to come on. But he was like a every, terrible audience he, member. John Harbaugh is. Everybody knows who he is.
2: Okay. They should have put, him in, batty I, put I, him in the
0: baddie section. They yeah, yeah. should have put him in been- the <laughs> baddie section.
3: When you when you go see Doctor Strange too, I'll tell you who all the guys are. You don't know. Um, but uh, I didn't I didn't fucking know who the guy is, and he was a terrible audience member who took me out of it. And were there were those guys next to him football players?
2: They, they were because Jim Ross was talking about, you know, who the players were. And then Shivani wanted to point out one of them was a, a former Georgia Bulldog. And they were and- terrible,
3: too, because they also they just were smiling the whole time. And then if here's the thing, right, if this guy is very personal friends with 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 Pullman's debt, which I believe I'm not doubting that. And then those football players don't run in to help. You know, because it it takes like a f- these these spooky segments. The timing is always off. Like it takes so long for the House of Black to show up. That it takes so long for Death Triangle to interfere every time. Those football players didn't do anything, and then they they cut to them, and they still look like they're having a good time <laughs> as everyone's getting beat up. It's just it's just not very good television. Um, julia hart it, it, the acting is not very good <laughs> you know the the whole thing of is she gonna be evil is she not i mean the thing is it's like in some ways this has been a long-term story but in other ways it hasn't it's a story they keep forgetting they have you know like when you think of how long it's been going on but also how rarely they remind us it's happening <laughs> It just—it's just what is it, who is this for? Why is this happening? I don't know. Uh, same with the same with the Jericho Association stuff. Like, where is it leading? Like, they—they they have whenever they have the—I I, kind of fucking hate factions in a way because it's like it's just a way to um, inflate a feud without creating any tension. Because whether Jericho wins the match or Santana wins the match, we know the feud's going to continue. It's not settling anything. It's just there to exist. Um, We still don't have a match for the pay-per-view between these guys. And and also, the last thing I'll say is Fireballs... (laughs) Sorry, what's that, Scott? Nothing. Fireballs are not sports entertainment. Fireballs are old-school wrestling. Fireballs are a thing that people who hate sports entertainment love
4: damn fireballs
3: right. are fucking memphis and crockett so yep. i don't know why the sports entertainer guys are using fireballs if anything the wrestling guy should be using them against the sports entertainers
0: the world I mean, gone upside down thing was like throwing fire and
1: stuff zach I mean-
4: zach, <laughs> zach somewhere in between that can you edit the uh spongebob four hours later thing <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Well, uh, that'll do it for Dynamite or Dud, which brings us to our high spot, low spot of the week. Dan, sitting in a car, what is your high spot, low spot of the week?
0: Well, my high spot is always recording this show with you lovely gentlemen. But another high spot, uh, I was able to watch a little New Japan this week, and the match between Ishii and Tanahashi is really fun, man. So if if you're a New Japan guy like uh, I am, like Scott is, I recommend going to check that one out. Uh, low spot, it's not even close. Dakota Kai getting released from WWE. I do not, I mean, hopefully somebody signs her up. You know, in my mind, she's, you know, she's not top five in the world, but she's right underneath it, man. Like, you know, top five for me are Charlotte, Sasha, Utami, Siori, and um, Io Shirai, but She's right in that, you know, Dakota's right in that conversation with Rhea and Bianca and I think Becky and Ring. So I mean, Doesn't it talking- sound
4: like Dan's guessing women's names? He's just like, Cheryl,
0: That's <laughs> good. This is his oh, mambo number God. five. And, and, I mean, and I don't she- think she's, she's no Susan. <laughs> 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 uh, but, but yeah, man, there's a lot of really, um, you know, she's pretty great, man. So it's, um, You know, I I think any company would be really happy to have her. I I do think maybe she should go to stardom for a year first and just kind of work as like the, uh, you know, American heel there, uh, just because, you know, it seems to be like, you know, the more the more excitement you create about yourself in another company, even if it's not a WWE type company, the more Tony's going to respond to you. But yeah, man, I mean, I just think she's incredible. And every time I watched NXT, I always thought I was like, oh, she's like female Shawn Michaels and how she sells and how good she makes other people look while still making herself look awesome. So yeah, I was I was really bummed, especially because like almost everybody else they released, because I don't really consider Malcolm Bivens a release that was just kind of like they couldn't come to terms, you know, similar to the
2: R- relaxing. He's not gonna hear the show to cancel you. No,
0: I'm just I'm not saying I'm, I'm being honest. <laughs> um but like uh you know it's similar to the game
2: louie anderson there i'm being (laughs)
3: honest guys
0: (laughs) dude grayson like was a similar situation anyway um but i thought uh yeah man i was really just bummed dakota kai got released i really thought she was going to do some awesome stuff over there so
2: yeah all right scott well, I'm going
4: to hop on what Dan said as a high spot. Uh, yeah. New Japan had a, at a show uh, wrestling Dontaku on, I think it was Sunday and it fucking rules uh, <laughs> bullet club. Like it, it made new Japan feel relevant again, finally. Right. Dan. And uh, to like almost every title change. I mean, it it was the really fucking five good titles
0: change. I think they're, they're going to need, I, I'm sorry to hop in. I, it was a great show. I don't. I think they're going to need a little bit more to be relevant again, you know. But I thought it was a great show for sure. For
4: sure, for sure. Um, I, I and I think the title changes are to you know to help. It, it's really them realizing like, oh shit, if we send our current champions over to fight at Forbidden Door, we're going to look like idiots. And so, to get the titles off some guys and put them on others is going to be fun for storyline reasons. The Tanahashi match was dope. And also during the podcast, I read. I didn't look at the internet at all today, but Forbidden Door tickets went on sale today, and all the pre-sale tickets sold out in like 40 minutes, like 11,000 tickets or something, and uh, they're going to release some more tomorrow, and they'll sell out. Apparently, there was like 20,000 people waiting in queue that weren't able to get tickets today, so...
3: That's oh wow I'm just excited hey, about that, can you edit in that spongebob for hours <laughs> <for her? laughs> but then
4: do like a japanese translation of it
3: <laughs> just have chris charlton yell it
0: <laughs> <You're a> Dork.
4: <laughs> and uh my low spot is darius martin so remember he came back he was hurt and then he came back for like a week and then he disappeared again and we're like what the hell happened to him and it was like oh he was hurt and so you assume it's because of Whatever injury it was prior, but he actually had a car accident, and he might be out for nine months. So that's super sucks. Oh, that's
2: Jesus yeah,
4: yeah, I feel bad for him.
2: That's my All, right. Spot. All right, Mike. God damn I it, sp- Sonny.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Mike, what's your high spot, low spot?
3: Okay, my 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 high spot is um, I.
0: uh, I just caught I mean, that now. That's really funny.
3: <laughs> you know we. we you know, I, I, so I've fun. mentioned before that I am in the uh, adoption process. Uh, I am in it again. Hopefully, things will work out. And I'm and you adopted excited. Marco's
0: Stunt. Congratulations! Thank you. But
3: I'm very excited because this uh, this, this uh, baby is due uh, in a couple of weeks, and it will be born around the time all the promotion for Forbidden Door happens. So <laughs> I can be a father and not have to worry about watching wrestling. Uh, so really excited about all that. Um, I may be gone from the podcast for a few weeks, but uh, expect uh, Robert to do all the take a shit of jokes I can't. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then um, my down, my, 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 my low spot, is going to be uh, the removal of uh, of, of, of Parker Bordeaux. I mean, all the firings suck uh, because we, you know, we love wrestlers. We're, we're pro wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to see people get fired. That guy was so fucking cool looking, had so much potential, you know, fucking it's like if, if uh, the baby from dinosaurs did a Brock Lesnar impression, uh, he was so <laughs> like entertaining. <laughs> and then they, what what did they name him? Harland or something? Harland, Harland Williams. Yes. Yeah.
4: Oh, Har- isn't Harlan Williams
0: the comedian?
3: Yes, yes. Yeah. The, but just Harland, I think. His name was just Harland. Yes. Just Harland. And they fu- but they fucking ruined him, man. Like while he was there, like they shaved his head, they put him in pants, like they just did everything to not make him look like the biggest star they've had in 20 years when they should just fucking embrace it. Uh and now he's fired and um I feel like a lot of money could have been made from that guy. He also seems like an actual bully which is why I don't think he will be working in uh, a W and uh, Dexter Loomis also is a head scratcher based on how much they invested in him but uh, I believe uh, that man will be controlling his narrative
0: <laughs>
3: very soon. Oh and if you're not going to mention
0: Ryback Robert yeah fuck Ryback. Yes
2: fuck, fuck Ryback. you should, huh?
0: should actually for premium if you didn't do premium current events. Can we talk about the Ryback fucking tweet? Let, let, let Robert do his stuff and then we will. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. I'll talk about my stuff. and Then we can bury Ryback to close the show, which is perfect. I'll start with my my low spot. I, I had two. They're, they're fairly brief. One, they released a clip from Cody on the uh, the Smoking Skull sessions with Steve Austin. and They're rattling off favorite things. And he, they're like, well, what's your favorite band? He goes, Our Lady Peace. And Steve Austin he goes, who? And in my mind, my very first thought was, they're the guys who did Benoit's theme. And then I just got sadder for thinking that. (laughs) Uh, My my other low spot is this. Today, uh, the day we're recording this May 5th, is the 20-year anniversary of Get the F Out, uh, WWF becoming WWE. I hated it at the time because it took away for several years a lot of footage that the company could not use. I hated having to work on all the blurring when I was there or searching for dropping WWFs out of commentary and making the show worse. But it was one of the things that sparked my love of intellectual property and drove me to go into law school. So that's kind of a weird, interesting footnote. My high spot for the second year in a row. The National Football League held their draft on ESPN and ABC, watched by (laughs) millions of people around the world. The number one pick for the second year in a row, your Jacksonville Jaguars. And when they cut to the war room, there's a huddle of everybody talking and sitting alone in the corner with no one around him, (laughs) Tony Khan. Uh, I will never get tired of watching Tony Khan like Virgil at a convention <laughs> where none of the real football people want to talk to the owner's kid. I have uh, ideas like- of who we should draft. Like, no, shut up. Uh, sit in the corner. It was great. And the fact that they keep cutting to him every year uh, ESPN is still in WWE's pocket and it makes me happy. Uh, what doesn't make us happy is. I was going
3: to say, Robert, our, our lady piece also uh, wrote the theme for Owen giving uh, stone cold a pile driver clumsy.
2: Oh, that's, that's not, that's not nice, Michael. He was, he was, he was, it was a safe pile driver. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, enough of that. We, yeah, we, we got to talk about the fact that Ryback, uh, the altruistic savior of professional wrestling decided to again, attack Vince McMahon by saying, look, you know, Vince is a horrible piece of shit. Who's ruined the business. But you got to understand he watched his mom get beat up his whore of a mother
1: <laughs> oh my God.
2: like look we <laughs> thought we hated this guy after watching him eat a chicken sandwich and then he just keeps doubling down I as so being m- the worst dan start part, with this
0: well i have so many thoughts uh first off if you cut a promo like that to vince he probably still would be employed you know like because vince loves that type of promo where you call somebody whore and stuff um it is, I said this to Mike, I said this to, I think I said this to the whole group. It is truly awe-inspiring to make Vince McMahon a sympathetic character. <laughs> and Ryback has been able to do it, man. Ryback made, like, Vince looked like a hero in that tweet. You know, like, usually when an ex-wrestler, usually, almost every time an ex-wrestler bitches about something with WWE or Vince, or even with Tony, like, with the powers that be, right? Like, there's a kernel of truth. There's some part where I'm like, all right, you know, I don't agree with all that, but you do have a legitimate gripe there. But there is not one redeeming thing about this tweet. It's truly fascinating. This guy is really an unlikable in a way. I mean, I've said this before. We've roasted murderers on this show. We've roasted rapists on this show. We've roasted every, every type of person. I, I think, honestly... I think Grizzly Smith is more likable than Ryback. I, I didn't say Ryback was a worse person than Grizzly Smith. He's not. But as far as likability, there is nobody more unlikable in wrestling. I don't know if there's ever been anybody as unlikable in wrestling as Ryback. Um, w- am I being too harsh, guys? No. Well, okay. I
3: uh can I chime in here? This yeah, okay. so this was yeah, this this tweet is amazing because. The amount that he like then defended it and I said what I said, and it's like you know, it it is he does almost get you like halfway through the tweet when he's talking about like and he feels sympathetic to this child watching abuse, but then to like make fun of the person (laughs) being abused and just like it's so it's so like unsavory and
0: it's fucking art you're right it is it is because even, even
3: even even only anderson was like god damn that guy's a cunt
1: <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> like, it,
3: it goes it goes this way of just like so he's so dumb he's so un yeah unlikable but this is what i think it all is right I I think that uh, he got owned so bad by Punk in 2014 in that I think that's the year it came out the uh, you know the Colbert interview you know are you just fucking stupid I'm just fucking stupid I I am probably you, know, you guys know what the quote is I'm yeah, a dumb yeah. fuck right that's it I'm a dumb fuck and um he got so destroyed in that and it's like that that Seinfeld you know the the jerk store called <laughs> when uh when when george keeps trying to come with a comeback and the guy he just keeps like nailing him and whore mother literally is i had sex with your wife like he's got he's got nothing like he was he was fucking eviscerated it's like that guy doug williams and that jamie fox roast have you ever watched the
0: the M&S oh my god roast? it's fucking brutal it's brutal
3: yeah where the guy the guy you ever see that scott of course You know, uh, people listening, you should watch this. This is the guy. Doug Williams was this comic, and he was on Jamie Foxx. I mean, he was on a roast, and Jamie Foxx just takes over the mic and is like, I'm your conscience. You're bombing. And, like, just fucking destroys the guy. And you've seen him in interviews since, and he always tries to get, like, the last word in, but it's never going to work. Like, that's Ryback. Like, Ryback got so fucking owned in – but by by Punk who is a respected beloved cool wrestler that we all just fucking celebrated returning and he is always trying to get respect be seen as cool and it, it's never going to work man it's it's so fucking sad uh and he has like so much built up anger in him the the only thing that i wonder is who are still his fans because he is what he is and there's nothing you can change about that but who's still like do people buy his protein and shit <laughs> like that's that's what fascinates me who is still team Ryback especially after this shit cuz he's so irredeemable
2: narrative controllers
3: i don't even think they'll take him i think they're like no we love our whore mothers
2: I, no i think if people like <laughs> alex jones they like ryback
3: okay
2: uh like i think that's he plays to that sect of people um and 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 nobody else scott did you have any thoughts on this tweet well,
4: also like like a like a billy loomis type to vince's mom you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Ryback. Right back i think i think um <laughs> i just yeah, imagine it, just imagine that right back and scream how much worse <laughs> it would have made that movie we all yeah. go a little mad sometimes Vince, your mother was a whore.
4: She slept with every every dad in town. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if? What if instead of the ghost based voice, it's the Ryback voice? Add <laughs> ah, me more. What's your favorite chicken
1: sandwich? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your favorite? <laughs> What's your favorite chicken sandwich? Kron! <laughs> wrong! it's Popeyes!
1: Yes.
2: It, it's it's because of that stupid <laughs> roast. I still have Ryback talking about mouthfeel stuck in my <clears> mind, <throat> mind all these months later, and it's awful. But what was not awful was this show, the roast of Mayo yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Uh, you guys, the Forbidden Dorks, the best the, the fans human in all. She can sandwich herself.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what a what a ride! If you don't want your mom to die, what are Ryback's favorite fries?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chick isn't
2: open on
3: Sundays, but Ryback is. <laughs>
2: uh, all right. Well, you can uh, you can follow us on Twitter. At, uh, at Wrestle Roast. We've got the, the Facebook group, which is always a lot of fun. It was great. The, the Raw thread had four posts. The Dynamite thread had like 200 posts. So it's it's good to know people are watching. Uh, we've got the Instagram, the, the YouTube, the TikTok. We've got shirts for sale on Pro Wrestling Tees, as well as the It's Dope shirt on Teespring that was banned from Pro Wrestling Tees because Tony Khan has it out for us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Creative underscore I-S-H. And let's get to the plug. So the rest of the guys, we will start with Dan before he gets towed.
0: Yes. Uh, please follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. Dan St. Germain. Um, I'm putting reels out like five days a week. Um, I uh, Also, you can follow me on Twitter and uh, on TikTok. And I, I, have, I have a Facebook Homepage with all my shit um i will be um this is coming out friday so um next next saturday at may 14th i will be at the comedy grotto in the berkshires um supposed to be a really fun room so if you live around massachusetts and i'm gonna be doing a lot of new stuff it'll be uh it'll be a blast that's it for me all right scott Oh,
4: Scott underscore Chaplin on Twitter and Instagram uh, this Saturday. I'm with Greg Stone at some Soul show in Pennsylvania. If you live in Pennsylvania, hold on, I'll tell you the town. No, I think I deleted that. Okay, so message me if you live in Pennsylvania. Come out and see me uh, because, yeah, man, people are going back out again. So come out and see me do comedy,
3: please, for the love of God
2: yes COVID is over mike
3: <laughs> um if you see me sitting next to you at dr strange tonight and i'm coughing just let me fucking enjoy it you'll be fine you're healthier than me don't worry about it adam hangman page is fine i'm fine COVID isn't real <laughs> um yeah you can find me at mike lawrence comedy uh on instagram and uh yeah i interact on the, the facebook page and all of that and i i love uh robert sincerely trying to get people to talk about raw every week and no one <laughs> ever
2: biting. oh yeah no I, I actually forgot to post the discussion thing until like eight fifteen, and i fully admitted that because the one time if i don't do it so i was like where's the raw thread and then i put it there and it's just a tumbleweed uh which is which is fun um guys just a quick reminder this sunday is mother's day uh do something nice for your mom uh leave the basement go upstairs go tell your lover then go back down to the basement uh and uh on behalf of mike dan scott Zach, and, and, and all also of us robert, here, oh,
3: robert if your mom is getting abused it's because she's a whore and deserves it
2: That yeah, is yeah yes um feed me more yes if, 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 if we really missed out on getting to make a uh well, actually, it would be more of a Terry Funk thing because he was, oh, your mother's a whore. Uh, at You're least he made Lord it entertaining. Uh, yeah, so Ryback can't even do that right. Uh, I will try to wrap this thing up again. Uh, by the way, when I'm hosting a nice tight hour 40, tight like May Young. Uh, so on behalf of Mike, Dan, Scott, Zach, and all of us here at WrestleRoast, best of luck in your future endeavors. Zach, what do you got to say? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Have a nice week, guys.